This is the Darren Stratton Podcast Show. Shows that bring you the guest appearances live from all over the county. Also brings you news updates and gives you clippings from books and any other subjects. So, here's the host of the podcast show. They call the man in the hat, Darren Stratton. Welcome to the second episode of the Darren Stratton Podcast Show. The show where I've got book extracts, news updates, random topics and some guest appearances. So without further ado, and now for the news updates. So this is what is going on in the news. There are 1,700 jobs to go at the chorus plant. Steelmaker Chorus said it will curtail production at its Teesside Cast Products factory, putting more than 1,700 people out of work. Not, not a very good statistic. And then he got the England Enjoy Kind World Cup draw. So England are drawn to face, we are faced, well, we are drawn to face the USA and Argentina in the Football World Cup. Also, we've also got railway, we've also got railway improvements down near the Southampton Central Station. So there's going to be rail replacement buses ready to pick passengers up at Wollstone and it'll take 17 minutes to get to the Southampton Central Station. So those going to Wollstone afterwards, you will need to get the rail replacement bus where the train terminates at Wollstone. That was the news update. And now, we've got some book extracts. Now the first one is Murderous Maths. This one tells you about the really good magic trick. It says the upside down card trick. So you have to, you have to pack playing cards and a towel, table and something to play the trick on. So you shuffle a pack of cards. If you drop a few on the floor, you can be all cool about it and don't bother picking them up. This will fool people even more. The tell your friends you have a magic number which is 13. Ask a friend to count 13 off cards off the pack and turn them face up. Then you ask your friend to slot the face up cards back into the pack one by one so they're all separated. Then you ask your friend to count 13 cards off the top of the pack without turning any of them over. And you ask him or her, to put them in a separate pile away from the others and cover them with the cloth. If you had your eyes closed, you can open them now. Tell your friend that without looking, you are going to turn over some of the cards under the cloth. Remove the cloth, leaving a pile of 13 cards. There's the magic bit. Get a friend to examine the two piles. And you'll find there are exactly the same number of face-up cards in each pile. It's a bit of a mystery. 
I didn't actually, uh, you know, kind of buckled. And you've got, moving on from that, you've got the A to Z of family health. So this will take you through any health troubles. But the liver, insomnia where you can't sleep, or pain when you can't sleep. I suffer that sometimes. And it's not, not very pleasant because it actually prevents you from achieving your potential in either school work or college. And in my case, it's college work that it would prevent me from if I'm insomniac. And now I've actually got my Southern A to Z project into a DVD with all the 20 stations in its full splendour. That was, uh, that was actually created and burnt to DVD two weeks ago when I came back from my rather brilliant trip to London, Victoria. So now, without further ado, time for the guest appearances. And the first one of them is Phil the Curator. Good um, evening. Thank you for kindly volunteering to be the first guest in my podcast show. A pleasure. Now I understand that you also share the same love of trains as me. Could you actually tell how your hobby actually came about? Well, I've always been interested in trains, particularly steam trains, because they formed an early part of my life mm. when I was very small boy, my mother would take both myself, my brother and my sister on to a steam train where we lived, yeah. up a few stations to the north and then bring us back because apparently it kept us very quiet and sometimes we would even go to sleep. So I can remember those days and I'm talking about the 1960s, the very early 1960s. Mm -hmm. But also, in the nearest town, I can remember looking through uh, the pillars of a bridge and seeing steam trains on the main station. Yeah. So from a very early age, I was uh, experienced to seeing um, steam trains. That's um, pretty amazing. Also, I understand that uh, you'd like, you like me to call you the, the curator in... The, um, in your intro, um, actually, I, I must apologise in advance for getting your name wrong. It sounds like um, it's kind of pretty hard to pronounce when I actually get it in the first evening. It's McGrath. Correct. And the curator part comes from my job because I am a museum's curator. Mm. I'm a curator of artillery for Royal Armouries. Oh yeah, sounds sounds good. Now, did you hear about Havant Museum um, staying on the subject? It's actually turned into the spring. Yes. The department that uh, has the cafe and puts on shows at various times. And the museum, I think, is uh, it has, has survived, as you rightly say. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, Royal Armouries has a, a, an indirect connection with Haven't Museum because one of my colleagues many years ago was in fact the curator at Haven't Museum. 
And which museum are you the curator of? Royal Armouries Museum of Artillery. And which location is that? That is situated in Fort Nelson, on Portsdown Hill, uh, above Portchester. Ah. Now, to talk about Portchester, I've been at the station and I've been through it because I go, I go to Southampton every other Tuesday in term time because I go to my support group there. But I go off at Southampton Central to go to Sholing because, understandably, there's no trains calling at Sholing after that. Otherwise, I'd have to change a caution and I'd much rather the direct train. Yes. So I'd actually go on at Southampton Central and off. What do you say have been the highlights of Fort Nelson, did you say it was, or Fort Perbrook? Well, Fort Nelson, we have many different pieces of artillery. Our earliest piece is from the 15th century. It's a Turkish bombard, and it's, it's very large. Uh, dates, in fact, from 1464, and was constructed by... Uh, Mehmet II, who at the time was Sultan of Turkey. Yeah. That's our earliest piece, and our latest piece, I would say, is sections of the Iraqi supergun. These were the large uh, tubes, very highly, manu highly specification manufacture for the construction of a large piece of artillery that was going to be constructed up the side of a hill and with the design of aiming uh, uh, um, uh, artillery at Israel. Sounds interesting. Now I must actually say thank you very much for being the first guest appearance in this podcast show. I bear must feel a privilege. Thank you, I've enjoyed it. My pleasure. There's the second guest appearance. So Max, I understand that you've been working at Orchard Rest Home for a number of years. Yeah, six years. And what would you actually say would be the highlights of the six years? Um, well, I haven't achieved much. <laughs> but you've actually, you've actually achieved something though, because I've heard that you managed to get a diploma in care. Am I correct? Yeah, a long time ago. So you actually put your diploma to good use? Yeah. Did that when I was about 19. And um, which Peter. college did you actually do that at? Harvard College, Washington. Cool. And I understand that you used to work at McDonald's while you were going to college. And that was over the summer term. Oh, that's a shame. I bet you, was, um, I bet you actually liked it there. I hated oh. it. What was, uh, what was wrong with it? Everyone was bossy. They bossed me around in the office. There's always that. <laughs> yeah, nice to me. And uh, I remember, so I came into, I think I came to Alexander, Alexander Rose mm. at one point when you, were, when you was working there. But if my memory serves me correct, you used to do late shifts most of the time. Nice. Nine times out of ten, you did late shifts. Yeah, You always. did eight to eight weeks. No, I did ten, ten to eight. Oh, you must have been shattered when you got in. Yeah, it's come on, I'll go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it could blame you. <laughs> and Albert Road, this um, used to bring back many memories because you used to live with your mum there. 
Not Alan's Road, Alan's Road. Oh, Alan's Road, Alan's Road. Yeah. But, um, my apologies for getting the road wrong. What would you, what would you say have been the highlight of your life? The highest of highest? Uh, I bet there's so many you'd um, find it really hard to actually explain one of them. <laughs> I'd say Neat and Phil the Curator is one of them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought you were talking about years and years ago. Yeah, um, and now. Oh, it can now. be any time. Mm. It's what my show's all about. It can be any time. Okay. Yeah. So my whole little day is you. So how did you two actually meet? Because I actually thought you two were an item. You two weren't actually... Had yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Well, I live close to where Maxi works. In fact, a few doors down. Very community-minded. Uh, I always felt it was worthwhile supporting local events. Yeah. And one day, I would say in 2006, I saw a sign saying outside the house where Maxi works saying tea party or something like that. And I thought I'd go along to it, and I think I might have taken my mum as well. And that's where I—that's the first time I met Maxie and her fellow workers. And after that, I think I went probably to one other event, which I remember as being a uh, Guy Fawkes type thing mm -hmm. where they let off some fireworks. And that's how how it kind of went, really. And um, uh, as I used to walk past after work, we'd always wave to each other, you know, like you do. Mm. And then recently, uh, I bumped into Max outside, and I asked her out. And here we are. And that's how you both clicked. And that's how we both clicked. That's it. just incredible, because um, I, it serves my attention. I think Max actually mentioned that she works at number four, you was number 10, wasn't you, or 8 or 6? Well, where I live yeah. is number 12. Ah, not far off. Not far off. And that's my guest appearances. I'm actually glad to have, I'm actually glad to have actually recorded this episode. So we come to the end. Um, give a huge thanks for my guest appearances. That's Maxine Maximus and Phil the Curator Grah and me, your host, as the man in the hat, Darren Stratton. Look forward to doing another episode. <laughs>